Welcome to Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. My name is Corin Young, podcasting to you from RK Studios with episode number eight. I'm excited because I've got a very good friend of mine on today from home because uh, we are uh, self-isolating. Uh, this is Charlene Duzik. She is an active member of the community since she was like 16 years old. She sits on the board of the COC Foundation and the Wish Education Foundation. She's on the board for Next SCV. She's worked for both the County of Los Angeles, City of Santa Clarita, and she's a member services director at Henry Mayo Fitness and Health. And she is currently our 2020 chapter president of JCI Santa Clarita. This is Charlene Duzik. Hi. How are you? Hello, Charlene. Hey. We've been trying to get this uh, set up for a long time. And uh, I remember uh, just after you were installed as chapter president in February, we're like, all right, we got to get you in, but maybe next week and maybe next week. And, <laughs> and then we'll put this happened. person here. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, this comes first and let's do this and let's interview this person. And we just, you know, took off, you know, running. So it was good, though. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a, a weird year. I want to ask you uh, about how you got involved in the chapter in a bit, but as the incoming president, uh, what is your vision like originally for this year? And we'll we'll talk about changes uh, in a little bit. But what were the things that you you've kind of wanted to bring uh, to the table? Um. Well, it definitely isn't what it's turned out to be, right? <laughs> um, you know, the, this year I was really hoping to get um, a lot more um, um, members doing projects that were, you know, passionate to them. And um, at the very beginning of the year, we kicked off with a brainstorm and everyone had a voice and it was beautiful. And we had loaded up that calendar with all these great ideas and just so much passion running through it. And then right what end of february march <laughs> it all just kind of took a different direction but um i mean we we had a lot of uh impact projects that you know not only involved um you know education um as well as you know food drives and and um balls and 40 under 40 and all those different things we had a ton of stuff that were all in person and very much on the personal side of things um, driving our schedule and, and then, you know, this format just kind of took a shift, uh, to more online, um, this year. So. Yeah. It's so weird because we're very much a social organization. We, we get together. I mean, there were times when we'd get together, uh, one day for a, um, our, our chat and chills and then another day for a board meeting and then another day for a committee meeting and then another, you know, all kinds of, you know, the coffee and connections. And we could be seeing each other several times a week, mm -hmm. uh, even more if we're on different committees together. And all of a sudden, you know, we're like stuck at home, which is weird for an organization like this. But what, what are some things that uh, uh, we've been able to implement that, that you think have really made this work? Well, I think something that has never changed from the beginning is really a focus on inclusion and making people feel valued. And we have really, um, before inclusion looked like, Hey, join me, come to this. I would love to have you on my committee. What are your thoughts? Hey, can, can you be a part of this? And now it's, you know, individual, uh, that individual time of reaching out to people, um, asking how they're doing, 
you know, what's going on in their life. We just recently did something where we, um, for all the girls in the, in the club, we did a sprinkle and dropped off little goodie bags, which our guys are going to be getting something soon. Um, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going to get sprinkled. You're going to get sprinkled, but we're not calling it that because we wanted it to be a little bit more masculine. So you can thank Alex for that. Cause Alex is like, dude's delivery <laughs> oh he gave it a better name good <laughs> better name so um but again you know now it's just shifting a little bit and going in a different direction but still making sure that at the core of it is people feel a part of something you know bigger and and feel remembered and that they mean something to someone else so we we really have um been you know striving to do that and uh, even with this online, I think it's it's a struggle just because I think there's so many Zoom meetings out there and there's so many online meetings. So you have to find interesting topics. Um, you have to find fun things to do. Coming up uh, during this month, um, one of our members, Brittany, is running around and she's going to do a scavenger hunt and we're going to have teams and all that good stuff and um, with a prospective member. So again, reaching out and inclusion and grabbing more people to be involved. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely shifted, but you know, the center of it is really making sure everyone has the knowledge and feeling that they've got a family in a sense. Yeah. Um, we've definitely done a lot of zoom meetings. I mean, I, I probably spend five to eight hours a day on zoom, you know, from between work and, and, uh, JCI and, and social events and trainings and uh, all kinds of different, uh, uh, things like that. Uh, but it's, it, I, I mark my calendar for it cause it's important. This is like the only way that we're connecting. Mm -hmm. And so I do agree that, uh, that kind of connection is important. Now you mentioned, uh, that including people or having people feel included is important to you. I, I know you, uh, for wanting to reach out personally, like not just our, our social media, which is a huge part of what we do, having it on Instagram and Facebook with, you know, ads saying, hey, check this event out. I mean, that certainly brings awareness. But um, personally calling or emailing or texting people and inviting them individually really does kind of change the dynamic. I, what made you get into that? Because that's kind of your thing as far as I know. You know, uh, I will tell you, I, I got tired of the mass emails. And you get the, especially, you know, you get in the past you went from email being so fantastic to reach out to people, then it became saturated and so impersonal, just this mass, you know, a, a mass, basically almost in a text, you know, going out to everyone that wasn't tailored to an individual. And then the same with Facebook is that how many of us get 5 billion invites? And do you really want me there? Or were you just, you know, sending it out to me because you're sending it out to 200 people? And um, and it feels good. It feels good when someone says, Hey, I think you'll like this. I'd love to have you there. Miss you. I hope things are going good in your life. And, you know, from day one, when we were reaching out for Relay for Life and getting people involved, you're like Charlene and her yeah. personal invites. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, it's, it, it was a chore. It was extra, like more work than sending out one email, but it was a lot more effective. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've kind of shifted our culture um, over, you know, the last couple of years to forget about how important people want to feel and that they're a part of something and that you mean something to them. And so I think you, you start to see that, you know, you start, it's kind of an epiphany 
when you go, oh my gosh, this works. It's very time consuming and very laborious, but my gosh, you know, when I have 50 people that show up to something because I called them, it's kind of cool. And then they have that dialogue with you. I really appreciated that you did that, you know? It's neat. Yeah. Yeah, you've always been very good about making sure other people are included, whether they're people from our organization or sponsors or uh, prospective members or or whoever. Um, We talked with Jenny Ketchpah a couple months ago about uh, the Strength Finders. Uh, Is Includers uh, one of your top five? No. No, you know what Whoa, I'm. Oh, okay. I know, I know. Um, that surprises me. <laughs> um, woo, obviously, is my number one. Um, number woo. two, woo, um, <laughs> learner. Um, but this is kind of, I think, where the um, the includer comes in is I have input in my top five strengths, so I really like to hear everyone's perspectives, and mm-hmm. um. And it's really neat to hear, you know, a group of people that all share different experiences and it, it kind of makes something a little bit better because you're like, I never thought about it that way, or we could have done it that way next time. Let's do it. You know? So, yeah, I think that's where it yeah. comes from. I'm sure. Uh, you got involved in JCI Santa Clarita a long time ago. I think you were one of the, the earlier members, but you were pretty young can you share the story of how you got involved i wasn't and why i wasn't 21 yet you're supposed to be 21 yeah. <laughs> right because at the time jcl kind of had uh kind of a party reputation yeah they did well you know what not when i first joined no it, it kind of transitioned a little bit but um when i first joined it was very very um philanthropic driven and so uh-huh. um that's how i i got involved i met one of the members uh and former president april price or april aston at the time and she met me out in the community and said why are you showing up to all these volunteer things i see you everywhere i have i have an organization for you and um invited me out and my first um my first ever event that i attended was for the bmcf fight at 5k um but i worked with her on American Cancer Society really for life too. So they were kind of, you know, right around the same time frame for us. And, um, mm-hmm. how old were you? You were 19, 18, 19, something like that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, 20 years ago. <laughs> My goodness. Wow. Okay. Nico's so yeah, that's best. a long time to be in the organization. And so you, you've kind of climbed, climbed the ladder. Uh, you've had all kinds of job titles uh, in the organization. I know that last year you were our manager at large. Uh, what other titles have you had in the past? I worked membership, um, state director, which you would actually forge relationships with outside chapters. I also mm-hmm. was on the state board for marketing um, before. And, uh, a lot of the other ones I did more of, uh, being a champion of chapter projects. So I've run quite a few projects with, um, the organization, which has just taught me a lot and why I value it so much and want to watch it grow and build too, because I was, I feel like the people that put that together and mentored me through the organization gave me special gifts that I really treasure. And I want to turn around and give that to other people. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all these titles, actually, when I joined, I guess, two and a half years ago, 
I know that you were very active in our chapter, and I was surprised to hear that you had not been chapter president yet. <laughs> so why why didn't you yet, and why now? Um, well, one of the things that, um, you know, from the past, I kind of uh, was chairing all different kinds of things. And um, the last major event that I chaired was the BMCF Fight at 5K. And there were just some shifts and dynamics in my life at the time. So I kind of took a little bit more of a subdued role and focused on, you know, me, my family life and what was going on uh, career wise. And then came back and I just felt because of the experiences that I had that I really wanted to teach people and help them learn and support them. So mm -hmm. that it wasn't my, my end goal just to be the leader of the group. Um, but it, you know, it has been fun and it's been insightful because I'm still learning through this process for myself, not just, you know, trying to help support and, and let other people learn. So now I think one of the reasons that I, I took it on is I'm about to age out and would love to keep having the chapter grow and provide those tool sets. And I think something that's always important is really, really good leadership and perpetuating um, growth. And Taylor Kellstrom did an amazing job last year, wanted to have that continuity since we had so many new faces and I know you know that because of being in the group for a while that just having the history and knowing the structure of the organization and keeping that consistent I think was important yeah it seems that there's going to be uh it, just in the in the two three years that I've been in there I see that there's people that come in for a year and then they're gone and then there's a whole new group of people it's like watching like season four and season five of like a tv show but then there's the regulars like you and like Neil that have been there for for a really long time and the people that uh uh were members 10 years ago and that have like either moved on or aged out and now they come back as guest stars mm -hmm. that's kind of how how I see it mm -hmm. so you do a lot of stuff in the community. You know, you said that uh, learners is one of your, your big strengths. And I know you work uh, on, on the board for a couple of educational foundations. Uh, why are you still involved in all these other organizations between your full-time job and your, uh, I guess, your, your side hustle job <laughs> and president of this chapter and being a wife and, you know, mom of two and, you know, all these you know, different things. Uh, you're on the PTA too. I'm not on the PTA. It's a, you're it's not? a PTO, okay. but I have not taken a leadership role. I just help out and volunteer on different uh -huh. things here and there. So yeah, somehow, somehow you've got 40 hours in a, in a day, but uh, what makes you want to still work in, in all these different organizations too, in addition to like real life, like the other stuff? Well, number one, I, you know, you, you want to showcase to your kids uh, what giving back looks like and you want them to be the change that, you know, you want to see in the world. And if they mm -hmm. see you out there doing this and bringing them to these events and meeting people and going, why is this? Well, let me show you how cool this is. You know, I think that that is, that's really big for me and huge. Um, you know, and this is the other thing is this is our town. You know, and I say you, you want to build this for your friends, your family, your neighbors. You want to make a difference. And uh, I think education is a is a key component of 
letting people find their gifts, not comparing themselves to other people and um, being able to use those to a, an extent that they never thought they could is just one of the most uh, amazing things when you unleash that talent and, uh, and unleash that aha moment of, holy moly, look what I can do with this. I can run my own business. I can, you know, I can create, um, you know, uh, I was talking to Jessica Boyer um, over at SCV TV, but you, you become a historian, you get to document things. Um, there are some people that are built to go, you know, more into like a CT career tech program, but that's their gift. And, you know, I think too often in life, we sit there and say, you have to have what this person has. Why? You know, we're all, we're all special in our own way. And that's one of the reasons that we kicked off this year with strength finders was for us to all recognize that, you know, we're not the same. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing because we all bring something to the table. Yeah. It's it, what I was fascinated by. It was, uh, when Jenny explained to me, uh, that the purpose of it is, uh, normally when you find out, you know, what you're good at and, and, uh, not your weaknesses, but your lesser strengths. We want to focus on those lesser strengths so we can be a little bit more uh, well-rounded. Uh, you know, but she was right that you know if you really focus on what you're super good at, mm -hmm. you can be like you know rise above everyone else. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think a lot of people don't look at it that way. Well, so, yeah, but, no, and you look at everybody in the group and you sit there and say, how can we, you know, utilize your talent, your strength to make this better? Because holy moly, this is definitely not my, I am not a writer. <laughs> I am not, I'm not going to be filming things. I, I'll have to have corn come in and show me how to do that. Um, <laughs> that's not my gift, but if you want me to go, you know, speak on stage, I can do that. If you want me to get a group of people together or fundraise, you know, we all have, we all have different things about us. So how are you able to, to find everybody with their unique, uh, talents and strengths and like, put together a team knowing that there might be a couple of people that are good at something that maybe want to do it. How do you like uh, figure out how to delegate and, and uh, build the perfect team? Um, I think I, I, I sit there and talk to people for lengths of time for a reason. You find out what, what motivates them, what they're passionate about. Then you start to see consistency. So you, you being an observer and just listening uh, really helps you capitalize on, what their strengths are and you start to see, I mean, they, they surface right away if you're looking for them. So like, um, what we talk about, like, um, I'll bring up a couple of our chapter members, like Joe, Joe is our membership director. That boy can do spreadsheets like magic. He's in the finance field. He is very much about organization. Kelsey, his lovely, um, fiance and secretary on our board. She is really great at organization and providing some structure. You know, we sat down and went through all the bylaws. She's also very patient and very good at communicating. So you start to look at stuff that, you know, and what they enjoy, too. You don't want to put somebody in a job that they don't enjoy or say, you should be on the board doing this or you should ch uh, chair this project. Well, if that's not your passion or if it's not part of your gift, you know, so... Yeah, it's it's cool that we let people uh, explore their their passion and their gift rather than just like what they're good at. Like, imagine if uh, Joe wanted to join the board and we said, "Well, you work in finance, you're going to be our treasurer." Right. Like, but but without letting them explore the thing that they kind of want 
want to do, want to learn how to do. Right. Because one of the, one of the cool things about JCI I've learned is that it gives you the opportunity to try something that you haven't done, that, you know, that you can't, you might not be able to do in the professional world just yet. You know, you have to build that experience, maybe just see if you like it. Yeah. And well, and, and you also see the opportunity to transition careers. Like we bring up and it's so fun to, to label or run off on people, but like Daniela, Daniela, mm -hmm. she is darn good at, in the HR field and can give you kind of all the back lay on what you could, should, or wouldn't do and how to diffuse situations. But, you know, she loves finding out new ways of developing her skills and talents on social media, learning new um, aspects of that and wants to go in that direction. This is the basically stage for you to be able to trip and fall, learn as you go and find out new things and add that to your resume too, because you've already been there and you've already been doing it. And especially when we have projects that range from raising $500 all the way to running a 30000 or $300,000 project. And I say that because a lot of our JCs have transitioned on to running the major events in Santa Clarita. Um, mm -hmm. This is definitely, you know, the time, place, and platform to be able to do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, as the leader of the organization now, as our, as our chapter president, what are traits that, that you want to um, – that you hope to embody uh, and what are the, the traits of a good leader do you think um, I think well number one I think you have to have enthusiasm you have to be excited you know enthusiasm is infectious and it's contagious um, number two you've got to be a people person got to look into each individual and and they're not a number they're your they're your family and I say that again and again is I look at all you guys and be able to call you up and see how you're doing um because you know people are they it's going back to wanting to feel valued you know um the other thing is self-reflection I think you know we've talked about that you know other members have got to be able to step back and own your mistakes I make them and sometimes I let you know my my frustration get the best of me and then I have to step back and say you know what I'm sorry I screwed up I said this I didn't mean to say it that way I'm sorry that I didn't make make you feel like or I made you feel undervalued um, we have to be able to um, to do that and uh, and humility there there's something so beautiful about watching other people stand in the in the limelight um, and, and feeling accomplished and having that aha moment that holy moly, I can't believe I ran that and stepping back from whatever project that is. Um, and I mean, even in, in, if you go back and you start to read books like Jim Collins, good to great, the organizations that not only grew and sustained growth were ones that were run under leaders that you would never recognize their names because they never put themselves up here. They made sure their team was recognized for the things that they do. And to be honest with you in any, any organization, you can't do it yourself. You know, you don't have all those talents, those gifts. So you have to be able to to recognize that you've got a great team, you know, working with you. So, yeah, yeah. I Looking back, let, let's say a year from now, when we've got a new chapter president and you and I have both aged out of the organization, uh, how do you want uh, the Charlene Duzik year to be uh, 
What, what do you want to be your legacy? Not, not just, I, I guess, uh, the year with you as chapter president, but like your legacy on over 20 years with this chapter. I hope that the, the ability to look at myself, uh, you know, and, and be able to say, we did this well, we did that well, and this is something that we need to be cognizant of, and that it's that self-reflection um, is something that passes down because when you are able to be humble, be human, um, I think that you end up getting a lot more buy-in um, to help create positive change and um, being open to listening. And Duolingo said it's my duo time to uh, learn Spanish. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm doing Duolingo too. I'm, I got a 50-day streak. I figured you know. while, while, while we're quarantined at home, you got to do something. You know, I got my, my dad and my brother learning guitar and everyone's learning something. Right. So. Oh, and I told Mike I wanted to order a guitar, and uh, so he said I could. So I'll be right there with your brother and your dad. I I hope th- I don't want to inter- interrupt your uh, uh, your your legacy uh, <laughs> uh, hopes, but uh, um, I I'm hoping that this is going to be a very educational year. Yeah. Uh, for me, I I signed up for that. Uh, you ever get those ads on Facebook and YouTube for like the master class? Mm-hmm. With like all these like celebrities teaching the class, so I, I signed up for that. I signed up for some uh, a couple of other uh, classes, and I haven't watched a whole lot yet, but uh, yeah, I'd like to. I should. Well, just remember this: like for for legacy, like uh, what I think legacy is is having that continuity. And how do you have uh-huh. that continuity? People don't necessarily remember your name; they remember the lessons that they learned. You know. And so, and that's ex- kind of exactly what you're talking about is what did I take away? What did I learn from all of those lessons? You know, yeah. m- master classes are bomb. Me and my word, bomb awesome. So yeah, that it's, it's amazing when you have those epiphanies and those awakening moments that carry on and, and change your whole landscape of the way you think, the way you interact with people. And I hope that this, chapter continues to grow have lots of success but more importantly um continue that path and that continuity of impacting more people and giving them those same experiences that we got to you know yeah the your uh your big quote that you're known for is uh i'll let you complete it the meaning of life is finding your gift the purpose of life is giving it away and it was by picasso and i love that because like i said you know, we all have gifts and we all have a place and a purpose in this world. And we just have to find them and turn around and, and give them to someone else to share and keep sharing and keep sharing. So. Yeah. Charlene, thank you so much. I'm so glad we finally got to connect and do this (laughs) long time in the making. Okay. And I hope to see you again in person someday soon this year. I'll give you a hug one day, one day. Um, (laughs) And in the distant future. He's like, he's like, (laughs) Well, it was okay, a pleasure. I'll, 